Are you looking for practical ministry help to inform and inspire your leadership? Do you have a sinking feeling that your ministry training didn't prepare you for the real world? Hey, you're not alone. Join thousands of other leaders in pursuit of stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast, presented by CDF Capital, helping churches grow. Visit them at cdf.capital forward slash unseminary. Well, hey, friends, welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. So glad that you have tuned in today. Uh, man, we've got a great conversation lined up. I've been looking forward to this one for a while. Today, we've got Stevie Flockhart from us. He is the lead pastor at a church called 901 Church in Memphis, Tennessee. They're both one of the fastest growing churches and the most reproducing churches in the country. It was planted by Stevie in 2019, very opportune time, right before the pandemic. Uh, and they've seen a whole ton of people take steps towards Jesus. We're going to talk about that today. Their dream is to reach the city and have multiple locations across the 901 area and beyond, really ultimately helping to reach uh, the world in Jesus' name. Stevie, welcome to the show. So glad you're here. Man, so honored to be here. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, fill in the picture there. What did I miss? Kind of t- talk me through what, you know, what, it, t- kind of give us the 901 story. Give us a bit of the flavor. No, that was everything. You hit everything. So, no. So, we, uh, <laughs> uh, 2019, uh, my family and I, uh, married to Whitney, uh, been married for almost 13 years. Uh, mm-hmm. we got three kids. So, the five of us moved to Memphis. Uh, in 2018 to plant the church, Mm -hmm. to get ready to uh, Mm -hmm. launch. And so spent time with the launch team. Uh, You do not know if we knew COVID-19 was coming in 2020. Well, guess what? We would launch in 2021 or 2022, whatever. So uh, (laughs) Yes. We we launched with about 30 or 40 of us. And man, God just Mm -hmm. showed up. His hand was Mm -hmm. all over it. Learned a lot uh, over the last several years. I'll get to that in a moment. You know, we planted a church in Atlanta, went down to South Florida, revitalized a church, tried to revitalize a church. And uh, really, from the world's eyes, you could say, uh, kind of failed at it twice. And so we moved mm. to Memphis 2018 uh, mm-hmm. to launch 901 Church, to plant 901 mm-hmm. Church. And so my dad had a church here at campus, and we we shut that down. We we're going to take about six or seven months and just kind of start from the ground up. So we did that. Mm-hmm. My wife and I, our three children, uh, and God just had his hand all over it. So that 30 mm-hmm. or 40 adults truly skyrocketed to about 150 in six, seven months. So you're just looking at going, oh my gosh, people want to be a part of this. And so again, not right. just a numbers game, but anytime something's growing numerically, people are excited about it. Momentum's mm-hmm. there. And so we're developing leaders. We start groups, you know, half of our churches in a home being discipled. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a Love apprentice it. program and then COVID-19 hits, you know? And so uh, <laughs> if it had been up to us, you know, God really asked, Hey, what do you want to do? What's your perfect yes. plan? You know? And so uh, <laughs> we'd have probably planted in 2021, maybe even 2022. And so, uh, yes. but so we plant the church and then a year later, uh, Easter 2019 was when we launched. And so truly mm-hmm. almost a year later, a little less than a year wow. later, COVID happens. And so just like everybody else, we have to uh, shut down uh, mm-hmm. meeting in person. Uh, we're online. And it really did. Uh, I don't even want to say kill momentum. Of course it did. But mm-hmm. it kind of gave everybody this new perspective of, so what now? You know, If mm-hmm. we're going to continue to grow the church, continue mm-hmm. to do what we need to do, we might have to do it in ways that we've never done before. And so uh, mm-hmm. we came back July of that year 
And I'm telling you, God's just been so good. I feel like we've planted the church twice, you know? Right. So uh, it really, <laughs> I so think true. that was everybody's uh, feeling. But again, for us being so fresh and so new, but God has continued to bless. We've continued to mm-hmm. develop leaders. Uh, we've seen over 1,400 people saved in four wow. years, wow. Uh, over 700 baptized. It's just been nuts. And so, uh, uh, developing leaders. Uh, I got to give uh, just a nod to my spiritual father, Mac Lake, who's just poured mm, into me and Mac. helped me just with processes and systems on how mm-hmm. to not just not do it all yourself and delegate, but mm-hmm. truly reproduce yourself, you know, delegate, reproduce, empower, equip others underneath you to continue mm-hmm. to build the church. It's been unbelievable. Yeah, I love that. I love so such a great story, and I, I love the journey. Your you know your own personal story that you know God's had you on, and I'd love to go there. I'd love to actually hear more about that. You know, you end up on these lists on fastest growing, most reproducing, and yeah. you know what does that do inside your head? Is that how do you fight the? I, there must be just a natural kind of comparison game thing that happens. Take us inside that. Help us unpack that a little bit. What's what's the story that's happening there? Yeah, and so I think. Uh, you know, for me, you know, and everybody's journey is a bit different, you know, but I think we yeah. all struggle with some of the, a lot mm-hmm. of the same things. And so mm-hmm. especially leaders and, and guys that want to inspire, you know, and change the world, you know, there's something mm-hmm. that comes with that sometimes if you're not careful, you know, mm-hmm. the flesh, your enemy will continue to try to lie to you. And so for me, mm-hmm. uh, this is the crazy, let's call it uh, ironic thing about this six, seven, eight, nine years ago, I wanted so badly to be on that top 100. <laughs> sure. If I could, ju- Lord, if I could just make the top 100, <laughs> then I could die. You know, yes, top yes. 100, whatever. Don't you have to be largest or fastest? But top 100 churches that started this year. Just let my name yep. be out there. Something yes. that someone has to know about me. And God yes. just has a way, as you know, and as those who have grown in it. No, just this way of disciplining and pruning. Mm. Uh, and he's mm-hmm. so kind and gentle, but it just hurts so bad. And so uh, mm-hmm. I just had this void, you know, and I knew Jesus, but I just mm-hmm. needed to be known by you mm-hmm. and by that mm-hmm. guy and that mm-hmm. guy. And, uh, yes. and something takes place where, and again, there's no formula, there's no magical equation. So please don't hear that today. But when you start putting your priorities and you get your priorities right, uh, and just being known by God and being known mm-hmm. by, you know, listen, if, if, if God loves me and I know he does, and if my mm-hmm. wife loves me and those three kids love me, all the other mm-hmm. stuff just kind of, just kind of falls to the wayside. It really, really does. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. when you stop caring about those things, I believe that's when God really started giving me more. God really mm-hmm. started trusting me with more. And so you could go to scripture mm-hmm. and say faithful with the small, he'll give you more. But, uh, if you're faithful with what he's already given you. And I was not for so long, you know, mm-hmm. so I would say, uh, and I wouldn't even say, man, that I was doing it for the wrong reasons. I mm. was just doing it for, uh, other reasons, man. I was, I wanted mm. to do it for God's glory, man. This is for your glory, Lord. Right. Just give right. me a little bit, you know? And so right. I'm here to preach. So people would be saved. I just want everybody to know, how many people have been saved? Are you with me? Sure. And so uh, not until there's this renewing of the mind where God sure. takes me through a season. When I say a season, I don't mean three months. I wish it was three months, you know, four, five, mm. six years of just pruning, mm. cutting wow. off, tearing away, pulling the weeds of my soul out uh, mm-hmm. to bring me to the place where truly this is for his kingdom. 
not mine, Mm -hmm. his church, Mm -hmm. not mine. And I have Mm -hmm. seen over the last three or four years that when that's your posture and your heart, because God can't be mocked, you know, so that's why when I say Mm -hmm. there's no special secret, like you can't trick Mm -hmm. God into Mm -hmm. pretending like it's not about you. And then he'll give you more so that you can get more, you know, that God can't be tricked or mocked. Yes. Uh, But when you're truly faithful with what he's given you, when you understand Mm -hmm. it's not about you, it's about lifting Mm -hmm. the name of Jesus. I do believe that's when he starts giving you more influence uh, and sending mm-hmm. more people to you because you're not pointing to them to you, pointing them to you anymore. You're pointing mm-hmm. them to Jesus. So that's what we've experienced. Yeah. yeah, I love that. Well, and even your story of like you had to, there's so many people would come on a thing like this and they would skip the fact that the first couple things didn't go well. <laughs> you know, yeah, they would skip sure, right, that, yeah, right? Yeah. Which is kind of the easy thing to do, right? It's just like you, you know, you show up and it's like we started and things went amazing. And that that just isn't the truth, right? Yeah, yeah, so h- yeah. how do you how do you lead out of that place? What's that look like for you as you lead with your team and with other people around you? How do you cultivate that as a part of, you know, even your your culture, your um, yeah, the team you're you're with? Yep. I love use the word culture. Uh, you know, we have a culture within our church that's uh, so goes the leader, I believe. So goes the mm-hmm. people. I believe that. And so uh, our mm-hmm. staff, uh, we have a staff culture. One of our staff values is we're free to fail. And so mm-hmm. out of that, there's this vulnerability. There's this mm-hmm. freedom of failure. We take risk. Uh, now, mm-hmm. let's be wise. Let's be good stewards. You know, mm-hmm. let's don't mm-hmm. go spend three million dollars and go, let's just see if it's a risk tomorrow. You know what I mean? And so there's yes, wisdom yes. in that. But uh, uh, looking at my story, if I could go back and I'll say this sometimes preaching, I'll say this sometimes mm-hmm. leading or my staff, if I could go back, people will ask, you know, what would you change if you could go back? Mm, and you question, immediately yeah. want to say like, I wish I wouldn't have planted so early, you know, cause I was this young guy and thought mm. I was the, the greatest thing that ever hit the church <laughs> world. And they just couldn't wait. You know, and God just had me to bring me through. I wish I wouldn't have done that, but I wish we wouldn't have mm-hmm. gone down to South Florida and spared 14 months of literal hell down there, you know? And so, cause I believe then we were ready, <laughs> but the church wasn't, mm-hmm. they just weren't ready to change, you know, and they were in their ways. Mm-hmm. And so if I could go back, Rich, I'm being honest with you. Mm-hmm. Sure. There are moments and times, but if I changed anything, I wouldn't be who I am today. You know, and so, and I'm grateful for the journey. And so, uh, the destination mm-hmm. I've learned is oftentimes a mirage. Like, you know, like mm-hmm. just like if I could just get here, once mm-hmm. you get here, you want to go there, you know, now there's right. help in some of that, you know, but there's also mm-hmm. a lot of dysfunction in, if I could just get here, I'd mm-hmm. arrive, I'd be fulfilled. Mm-hmm. I'd be satisfied. Mm-hmm. Well, Jesus mm-hmm. is really the only one that can truly satisfy, you know? And so the right. destination really is a mirage. It's the journey. So enjoy the journey, the successes mm-hmm. and the failures. And so where I am today, you're talking about, you know, unseminary. What they mm-hmm. did not teach me in seminary was <laughs> how you would feel when you looked at the guy down the road who's got mm-hmm. a whole lot more people coming to your church than you have at your church. What they yes. did not teach you was, you know, because again, what we pray and what we'd want, I mean, we're getting real on this pot. Like, what yeah, we yeah, pray yeah, yeah, totally. Want, God, change the city. And I pray yes. that you would bless this church and this church and this church. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. bless my church a little As bit well. more. You know, yeah, yeah. Like, no, <laughs> yes. I'm talking like, bro, I was jacked up a little bit more, you know. And so, uh, but even, I guess, even the growth, like, as well, what if yeah, God wants to radically change the city mm. and it's from the church down the road? And the church up the road, you know, and you got to be okay with that. And so uh, right. I think we all fall into the comparison trap. Uh, mm-hmm. We all fall into the uh, feeling worthy, feeling mm-hmm. validated. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, we all fall into the performance trap. You know, I know for mm-hmm. me, uh, that's just where I was. If I could just perform, mm-hmm. if I could just uh, check off the list, then everybody would see what I've accomplished. And somehow I was naive enough, you know, to think that my value and my worth was tied to how many people were coming to my church, uh, how many right. people had on staff. You know, and it's, it's a lie, man. And the devil right. will ruin your life with it. So, and I right. lived it. Love, love it. So th- one of the things you said there got me thinking about this tension I think we feel where you know, we don't want to get caught in the comparison trap. And I really appreciate you doing a good job, you know, helping us get inside that. But the other part of this is we want to learn from other churches. We do want to, it's not like you can kind of just hide in your, you know, under a turtle somewhere. And I know it would appear like, yeah, you're trying to learn from others. You're trying to grow from others. Help us understand how does that work? How, how has that impacted your ministry? Is there a nuance between those two? Yep. I do uh, believe that. So I would say compare disciplines compare mm. principles, compare mm. values, uh, mm-hmm. compare uh, uh, m- less results and compare journeys, you know? And so this person, I could feel uh, insecure about that guy, or I could go to that guy and say, how did you get here? You know, what mm. did it take to get? So I could compare marriages and say, man, if my marriage was just, or I could say, how in the world do you and your life, your wife love each other so much? How in the world mm, do you parent your kids like that? Good. You know, your kids aren't perfect, man. How did they get to that point, you know, where you're releasing them? You've given them authority. They're making their own decisions. You need to compare those things, you know? Mm-hmm, and so because mm-hmm. I believe sometimes, and again, we're talking about the renewing of the mind. This is a healthy mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. person, a spiritually mature and emotionally secure person asking themselves, wait, how do I get there. And so a lot of times right. we want what other people have, but we're not willing to do what other people did to get it. Right. You know? Mm, oh, it's so, so true. Yeah. And so if we're living in this uh, dysfunction of, you know, uh, worthlessness and validation, if I, that's a, not a good place to be. But if we're right. living in this place, like I want to be used greatly by God, I want mm-hmm. my marriage to be successful. I want my kids to love the kingdom and love the church and not be burnt out. How do I accomplish that? We do need mm-hmm. to compare disciplines and principles and values to other people because sometimes mm-hmm. our disciplines and our principles and our values aren't lining up to uh, put us in the place that we'd like to be in, you know? So mm-hmm. I think there's value Love in that it. for sure. Love it. So good. Um, so one of the things you said, again, p- going back to one of the things you said earlier, kind of pivoting back to that. Your church obviously has a focus. You have a focus on reaching people, people who don't follow Jesus. You mentioned, you know, 1,400 people saved, 700 people baptized. That's amazing. Praise God. That's in, that's incredible. And, you know, we know that that's because God's at work, right? Ultimately, sure. there's not some magic that you're doing. But obviously, there's something as a leadership you're doing to stay focused on that. What does that look like? How do we keep our churches focused on evangelism? Yeah, yeah. Uh I mean, culture is everything, uh, but you're pointing people back to mission and vision. And so uh, our mission statement at 901 Church is we exist so that people would be reached and lives would be changed. Uh, Mm. It's our way of saying we are here so that people would be saved and disciples Mm -hmm. would be made. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think we have done ourselves an injustice the last several years, especially in the world of podcasts and everything's online and social media. We're debating and fighting and there's division within the church, evangelism or discipleship. Oh, it's just mm-hmm. a show and entertainment on mm-hmm. Sunday to get people there. You know, So it's like, it's this weird 
uh, mm. reality of like, oh, so obviously if your church is big and has lights and there's a band, it's got to be shallow. And obviously <laughs> so if your church is small and it's like, it must be depth. It's like, well, goodness, like, I think we're missing the point here. We're focusing on methods and not fo- focusing on mission, you know? And so mm, we're so here at everything we do, man. And so we talk about it in staff and we pray over this and we fast over this and we, uh, we have systems and metrics to make sure that we're mm-hmm. living out our mission. And so every mm-hmm. sermon I preach, every song we sing, every group we have, every mm-hmm. recovery conversation, every marriage counseling, every person in the mm-hmm. parking lot or serves in students knows I'm here priority one for people that do not yet know Jesus. That's Mm. why I'm here. People reach, but we're not just going to stop there. Do I believe it's the most important thing? I absolutely do. Mm -hmm. But do Mm -hmm. I believe it's the only thing? I don't, you know? And so now let's make disciples. Now let's get Mm -hmm. cyclical for a moment. Mm -hmm. I believe a disciple's number one priority is for people that don't yet know Jesus, you know? And so- uh, And so again, people reach, lives changed. Everything we do is for people that do not know Jesus. But now you're a part of the family. You are in the Mm -hmm. army. You know, we are not Mm -hmm. us focused. We will not be inner focused. It is continuing Mm -hmm. to be people that are not here yet. And our people have Mm -hmm. grabbed a hold of that, you know, and so they love love it. And it's a part of our vision, our mission. And now it is our culture. Yeah, I love it. So love that. That's so good. And one of the common misnomers, and you kind of touched on it there, was you know, that fast growing churches are all shallow, that they're not interested in discipleship. And that my experience in, you know, 10 plus years of studying these, that's just not true. That actually to be a fast growing church, you actually have to do both. You have to do discipleship as well as evangelism. The words might look different at every church, but you have to do both. Talk us through what that looks like. What is your kind of discipleship process look like? How are you, how are you helping people take steps to Christ? That's, that's, you know, all those people that got baptized, what are you doing to help them uh, grow in those relationships with Jesus? Yeah. And so, I mean, the easy, quick answer would be, you know, we, we push uh, groups, you know, every mm-hmm. single week, you know, we push mm-hmm. getting involved on serve teams, you know, uh, one of the, uh, let me be nice about it. One of the silliest conversations I could have with somebody <laughs> is coming to a church six, seven, eight months, they hit mm-hmm. the road, nobody talked to me, nobody loved me, mm-hmm. my uncle was in the hospital, whatever, you know, the, the situation is. And unfortunately, those things happen. Mm-hmm. But Oh my goodness, we're so sorry. What group are you in? Yes. Well, I'm, I'm not in a group yet. What serve team do you serve on? Well, I haven't, right. I was going to, but it's like, so you truly, let's just get real for a moment. You show up on Sunday morning, you're mm-hmm. the back of somebody's head every week. Mm-hmm. You sing mm-hmm. your songs, you hear the sermon, you leave, and you call that like you're a part of the church. Like, no, you attend a service, you know, mm-hmm. it's got to go beyond that. And we talk about this stuff, you know, we, mm-hmm. we, the truth sets us free, you know? So we say, get on a serve team. It accomplishes so much. You are the hands and feet of Jesus. You're serving mm-hmm. others, but you're also mm-hmm. building community within those, you know? So even I'll get to that to a moment, we have mm-hmm. uh, an apprentice program at our church. Uh, every staff member, every leader has to have two to four people that they are mm. meeting with uh, at least twice a month where they're walking some, some of its books, some of its scripture memorization, some of its both. Uh, some of it That's truly cool. is just real life. Uh, uh, you know, walk through, Hey, I'm going through this. I need some help right now. And so it, it, it mm. just looks like a, uh, it looks like the way Jesus did it. You know, he spent a, uh, a ton of time with the three and then a mm. whole lot of time with 12 
you very rarely saw him spending an, a ton of time with the crowd, mm-hmm. with the people, you mm-hmm. know, but he's the most influential people person of all time. How is this? Mm-hmm. I think it's the leadership mm-hmm. development and the discipleship mm-hmm. development process, you know, so those three mm-hmm. men acted like Jesus, thought like Jesus, dealt with conflict like Jesus. And those three men went and, you know, met new people and planted churches. Mm-hmm. And so again, this, this this trickle effect, this multiplication effect that takes place, uh, it happens all over the world, but it can happen within our church. And it has to start with mm-hmm. discipleship. Yeah, I love that. Let's talk about that apprentice thing. I love that. That is that, um, so like, I, you know, I think I heard you say every staff, you know, they have two to four people they meet with at least twice a month. Is yeah. that, people that are on your team? Is that people, you know, how, how do you define those relationships? How do you ensure that's actually expanding beyond, you know, kind of just the the relationships that might be just in front of them? What does that look like? Sure, sure, sure. So I do believe in, you know, affinity groups where we're drawn, we're drawn to naturally people who are mm-hmm. you know, either like us or have the same age kids or some of the same hobby, you know, for sure. And so we don't just say, go find three random people, you know, but it's people that uh, yes. <laughs> you you would want to have dinner with people that you'd want to mm. invest in somebody that you would, or a couple that you would say, this is somebody I wouldn't mind spending a mm-hmm. whole lot of time with over the next year or two, you know? And so mm-hmm. we've just kind of put this into practice. We've always, you know, had the multiplication effect for sure, but uh, I mm-hmm. need to go find three people and uh, three couples. It would be, you know, where I'm spent, I'm golfing mm-hmm. with them. I'm meeting with them at Starbucks. Mm. We go out to dinner with them every few Fridays where we're spending the time with them Mm. and we're talking through, you know, and sometimes it's as easy as two questions. You know, what is God Mm. teaching you right now? What are Mm -hmm. you doing about it? What is God teaching Mm -hmm. you right now? What are you doing about it? I mean, those two questions, Mm. you could have hours of conversations with those two questions. Uh, And again, it's kind of uh, never ending. It's open-ended. And so uh, every staff member has, you know, an apprentice uh, or they should, you know, every leader, mm-hmm. every team lead, every coordinator. And again, we do it in the language doesn't matter right now. But, you know, there mm-hmm. is a, a flow. There's a leadership pipeline that we have that every single mm-hmm. person are. Some people are just showing up. Then they move into mm-hmm. team members. Well, then those team members mm-hmm. can move into leading a team. But then when mm-hmm. you recognize and you equip and you pour into that person can then lead a department. And then you recognize mm-hmm. and you pour into and you lead and you equip. And then that person can lead uh, an organization, you know, so lead others, mm-hmm. lead leaders, lead departments, mm-hmm. lead organizations. I and mean, there, there really is a structure and a system and there's a way to do this. And I think it's the Jesus yes. way. And so, uh, yep. Love it. Some good Mac Lake pipeline stuff there too. He would have uh, be very happy the man, with that. The myth, the legend. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He's incredible. Yeah, that's so good. I love that. And I love the you know the simplicity of you know hey let's get get in relational uh, get in you know get in relationship kind of intentional relationship with some people and then just some simple questions you know what are you learning what's Jesus teaching what are you doing about it like let's just keep that in front of people I think man just that alone if we could get our people to do that. Man, sure. we'd have a leadership development revolution going on, you know, around us. That's, uh, you know, that's that's fantastic. So, kind of talking about the your actual planting experience this time, um, talk us talk to us about, you know, are you connected with a network? Did you just do this all your own? Did you drop into, you know, your town, you know, and just like open the phone book and start calling people? Talk, talk to us about wow. that. What's, what know, does the support around you look like? Sure. I think that's some guys' stories and I salute yes. them and I honor them. Oh my goodness. Yes. Uh, yes. But no, we could not have uh, been where we are, done what we did. You know, New Season Church in Hiram, Georgia, when we first started, um, 
donated probably fifty, sixty thousand dollars worth of AVL yeah, sound system for wow. sure. But then uh, a church, uh, and he, I consider him my pastor now, Pastor Paul Taylor, Rivers Crossing mm-hmm. Church, Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, they just saw something in us, invited us to be at the time it was called 10 and 10 network. And, uh, they, I mean, mm-hmm. hundreds of thousands of dollars over three or four years. Uh, and it, it, what they did for us financially allowed us to bring on support staff, you know, so just going back to that leadership mm-hmm. pipeline, mm-hmm. yes, mm-hmm. you can do it with volunteers, but when you're able to bring mm-hmm. on staff, uh, it's just a game mm-hmm. changer, you know? So that's where, mm-hmm. again, I can tell somebody like, you know, uh, when you're faithful in the small, God will bless you. When I started the church, I was the lead pastor and the janitor and the student yes. director <laughs> and the receptionist, yes. you know, and, so, and the card yes. note writer <laughs> to the first time guest. Well, then weeks go by yes. and, you, you know, empower and equip, but they just came in, uh, financially helped us, you know, emotionally helped us. He was a pastor mm-hmm. to me. And so I was, uh, mm-hmm. A part of uh, the 10 and 10 network for two or three years. We've just changed the name. Now I'm on leadership with them uh, mm-hmm. called Extraordinary Church Collective, ECC, mm-hmm. uh, again, based out of Cincinnati. But uh, anybody that wants to plant a church, we'd love to have a conversation with you. But uh, they, it was a game changer for me. We would not, maybe 901 exists without them. Maybe, perhaps. No way. Mm-hmm. We've seen 1,400 people say, there's no way I have 20 staff members four years into this. There's no way we're looking at location number two right now, being able to renovate Mm it without Mm -hmm. them, the mission, the vision behind church planning uh, and what they want to continue to do. So it's huge. It's huge. Do it without them. Yeah, I love that. And that, you know, that's one of the things that we've seen. And friends, you probably know this if you're listening in, but one of the things that, you know, is like a definitive, hey, we've we've learned this lesson. You know, when one of the divide the divider kind of dividing lines between church plants that make it and those that don't is that that the ones that have a network are more likely to make it. They're more likely to push through. And so, yeah, ex- extraordinary church network. That'd be great. Where, if people want to learn more about them, where do we send them online to learn more about about that that group? Yeah, extraordinarychurchcollective.com. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, dot com. Google. Okay, great. Yeah, and so Extraordinary yeah. Church Collective. Uh, my name, Steve Perfect. Flockhart, Pastor Paul Taylor. Yeah, yeah, and, that's uh, all good. and again, we're starting, yeah. it's, it's a network, it's a collective, though, yes. much different. It's maybe yeah. some uh, traditional networks mm-hmm. and uh, anybody. Yeah. That, what you just hit on, though, is I think the key to life it's community. It's, it's yes. it, you can't do it alone. You can't be isolated. Mm-hmm. And what you just said, Rich, is mm-hmm. so true. A lot of guys are failing and falling because they didn't have people in their lives to either help them, hold them accountable, or just say, yo, hey, I've been there. I've done it. Here's mm-hmm. what I believe you should do. And pastors mm-hmm. and authorities in your life to say sometimes not just, hey, here's what I think you should do. Here's what you should do. And here's what you yes. should not do. Yes. Go ahead. Yeah. You don't know? step so, on uh, that landmine. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Oh, yeah. I, yes, I have yes. done that. I lost my leg. Don't do you. it. Yeah. <laughs> Wise counsel is. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. That's so good. That's so good. Well, when you look to the future, when you look up over the horizon at 901, what's what's on the horizon? Where are you, you know, kind of what are you thinking about next? What are the questions you're asking as you look down the road? Yeah. And so uh, when we planted, we always knew. So even 901 Church, it's the area code. It's a Mm -hmm. brand of where we're at in Memphis. I mean, the Mm -hmm. Memphis Grizzlies Mm -hmm. talk about it all the time. Rise up 901, Justin Timberlake, Al Green, whatever. Everybody just talks about the 901. Mm -hmm. And so from the very beginning, our vision behind that was to reach a city to change the world. And so we wanted to be multi-site, multiple locations. Uh, God, that's a long story. I can tell you later off podcast. God gave us a 15,000 square foot building 
It's uh, amazing. About 15 Praise minutes God. from us right now in the, another city just gave it to us, a church that was struggling, uh, was going to shut mm-hmm. down, sell it, and give the money to missions. They just gave us an almost $2 million property they just handed to us. Mm-hmm. So we're renovating that right now. So over the horizon is more locations, multiple locations mm-hmm. within the 901. People have asked me, it's like, what mm-hmm. happens when God blesses and God does what he does and you want to continue to church plant. So we've planted churches in Scotland and Chattanooga and the Ukraine and Mm -hmm. Arizona and a digital church online only right now. But what happens Mm -hmm. like, well, are they 901? They're not in the area code. You know, the brand is messed Mm -hmm. up. It's like, well, we'll reach a city to change the world, you know? And so, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, multiple locations we want to raising up leaders once again. And again, Mm -hmm. uh, moving Mm -hmm. people from one location, we've got about 200 of our people right now, ready, excited, prepared, equipped, uh, raising them up even now to go over to the next location that'll launch later this year. You can't just hope to launch a location next week and send some people over there. There's a process. It's going back to that pipeline, getting them ready. So uh, you ask what's on the horizon. That's what's next. But uh, we do see ourselves in six, seven, eight, nine locations over the next 10 or 15 years within all around the 901. God, this is so great. This has been so fantastic, Stevie. I really appreciate you taking time, uh, you know, to be with us today. Lots of, you know, just, I got a page of notes here, stuff to think about and chew on. I, I know for sure our listeners do as well. Uh, just as we're wrapping up, anything else you'd like to say uh, before we close down today's conversation? No, thank you, Rich, for having me. I'm honored. Mm-hmm. Uh, if anybody's listening, uh, keep Jesus the focus, mm-hmm. not a magazine, mm-hmm. not a number. Be faithful with what you have. And he just promises to give us more and more and more. Be a good steward. Uh, let him be let, be trustworthy and let him be able to trust mm. you more. So I, that's what I would say to anybody. So good. That is so good. Uh, where do we want to send people online if they want to track with you or with the church? Yeah, 901church.com. That's our church uh, website. Mm-hmm. But my wife and I also have a podcast called Essentials Podcast. Uh, we just help marriages, uh, parenting, leadership, you know, it's the essentials of life. So, man, anybody that would want to, support that or go there, we'd be very, very grateful. Love it. Yeah. We'll link to that as well in the show notes. So thanks so much, TV. I appreciate being here today. Thanks for sharing with us. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Rich. See you next time. Thanks for tuning in to the Unseminary Podcast. Drop by unseminary.com for more helpful resources for you and your team. There you will find articles, online courses, and so much more. Unseminary, stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Presented by CDF Capital. Visit them at cdf.capital forward slash unseminary.